Thank you for tuning in to another Alive with Flavour podcast. Today we're talking ice cream. You scream ice cream for ice cream. It's that time of year. The weather's heating up and we are all getting in the mood for ice cream. Just back from Italy and very lucky to enjoy some beautiful Italian gelato. I think it's one of the things uh, I enjoy the most in Italy. But coming back to home and what you can buy locally. And I always like to support local companies. And today I have been pleased to be speaking to Simply ice cream based not too far away in Kent. Uh, Someone that I've met uh, several times at food and drink festivals. So we're going to have a chat with Sally. Sally Newell from Simply Ice Cream. Yes, good afternoon. Um, I'm chatting here with Sally Newell from Simply Ice Cream and we've been um, heading down to find them here at the Nook. You are a little bit of a Nook hidden away um, near Bonnington, is that right? Um, Between Ashford and Hythe, which is a bit of a venture for me. I'm about an hour away um, in Edenbridge, so on the Kent-Surrey border. So yes, I feel like I'm really in Kent now. (laughs) And we get here and very little Wi-Fi and uh, quite an adventure having a look round your uh, fantastic setup here. Sally, just talk us through how you got into ice cream. Where did this all start? Um, Well, I also have a catering business. Yes. So um, when I have four children, so when the youngest was about um, 18 months, we, um, my husband and I sat down and just sort of decided that actually we weren't seeing each other as a family at all. So I was working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. He was in London. It's very unsocial hours. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we decided that we would um, look at setting up a product we could sell into retail with the naive idea that we would then have our weekends back. Um, having never, I've, I've always worked for myself, but we've never actually sold into retail. Um, you had a product that we, we sort of sold into retail. So that actually is completely different from, I've sort of worked in or ran pubs. I had a catering business. I um, was a fitness instructor for a while. So okay. I had a health and beauty center. Um, and I also had an advertising company for a little while. So services so, rather than... Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And I had, I'd never really had to promote. Um, the, the catering has always been word of mouth. Um, so we've never advertised. We've never promoted that as such. And suddenly um, I was thrust into this world of, of having to learn about PR, marketing, budgets, you know, sort of um, all the retail side um, of things, um, salsa. Um, so, you know, suddenly it was like, okay. And, and then we had to do promotion and sampling on weekends. So actually our sort of dream of having our weekends together as families never Goodness. actually happened. So as the kids have got older, they've helped. So we, we spend some time together sometimes. Now. Um, but, but so when was this? How many years are we so going back? We, when... we set up, um, the catering has been going since 84 and it was actually set up by my mother. Um, she had two partners at the time. I went to Australia in 85, um, 87, and stayed there for five years. So um, when I came back, um, one partner had only lasted a year, actually, and then the other one wanted to retire when I came back. So she could only carry on with a partner, so I sort of said I'd help out, never quite intending to carry on. Um, no. Because I was actually studying a law degree. Um, and so, But the catering actually worked really well around yeah. the kids, and then we thought the ice cream would do. Um, so 2005, October 2005, okay. we decided that we would um, give it a go. 
um, we'd had, you know, sort of all the weddings we did, we always served it as, a, as part of the dessert offering and we'd had so many people coming in saying where can we buy the ice cream you know what ice cream is it and had you been making it yeah for well, that? I've been making yeah. it since I was about 14 okay actually. so and even in Australia I made it although the um cream in Australia is very different it's sort of more whipping than double cream so okay um it didn't work quite as well but I've always made it so you a had dessert. a few flavors that you would yeah, offer yeah and um, it started there yeah so we, we actually launched it at, um, it was a craft fair, um, and we only did three flavours. We did a honeycomb, a chocolate, and a strawberry. Um, and on the back of that, we then approached a local farm shop um, up the road, and, and that's actually where I've always got sort of ingredients for the catering from, mm. so all the fruit and vegetables from there. And I just approached him and said, you know, would you mind trialling this for six months? Because I think... You know, when you first set up or have an idea, it's usually on the back of people saying, yes. this is amazing, oh, you should great. sell it into retail. But actually, they're friends and family. Yeah, of course. And the sort of general public might have a very different idea. So we literally did it for six months just to trial it in that one farm shop. And, um, and it sold between October and March, which, again, yeah. in retrospect, I look back and think, why did I launch it in the middle of winter? Yeah. Um, but it did sell. So we then, um, the following year, I just went round three more farm shops. Um, and so by the end of that year, so 2006, we'd got it into five farm shops. But it was literally, you know, just quite a slow, organic process. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a delivery van, so we were delivering it in freezer boxes and that sort of thing. So as we grew... Um, we ploughed all the money back into the business and, and then expanded as we went along. So it was quite a slow organic growth. 2008, we were approached by Waitrose. So we then um, we went into seven Waitrose stores and that's when we'd had to rebrand the packaging and things and look at labelling and all that sort of thing. Trading standards got involved. And um, so it became a, a, a sort of different ball game. Yes, really. I can imagine. Um, and then sort of from there, really, we've just grown year on year. Um, and we now supply Waitrose Co-op and Morrison's and then Goodness. farm shops and delis all over the southeast predominantly. Um, we do do a, a few further afield, but not. Um, it's mainly southeast supply. But you're still very much here at home. Yeah. I mean, yes, you've got lots of outbuildings, yeah. and I'm going to have a, hopefully have a little yeah. look around and see where it yeah. all happens. Yeah. How many are you now? Um, at the moment we're eight, nine. Um, this time of year we sort of try and. At the moment, we've got two trialing to sort of um to stop it for the season. Yeah. Um, it's um it is a seasonal business. Yeah. And weekends um, at the yeah. moment are just flat out. Yeah. No, absolutely. We're sort of doing at least two or three events. Um, whether that be you know supplying a, a freezer for a wedding or yeah. or actually going out and doing food and drink events. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a busy time of year. Goodness me, um and Kent. Simply Ice Cream is one of the Kent brands that they mm -hmm. promote um, at a lot of the food and drink festivals. Have yes. you had any awards, anything? Um, um, yes, we've, we've actually got 34 Great Taste Awards. 34? Um, Goodness, you see, I haven't done all my homework. <laughs> um, we have two three-star Great Taste Awards. So the Honeycomb and the Coffee have both won three stars. Oh, coffee. Um, so you haven't yeah. mentioned that. So yes, how yeah. many flavours are you now? Um, there's 30. 30. 30 in the retail range. Um, we do also do bespoke flavours. Yes. Um, as you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sally uh, helped me at my latest supper club, which was a gin-inspired uh, menu. 
and we served a gin and tonic sorbet between yeah. courses, which was very, that went down very, very well, as you can yeah. imagine. Uh, so if you, you get special requests like that. We do, we do. And um, I think, you know, sort of, we're actually, there's a wedding coming up where they want an agroni. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Um, like a cocktail. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, sort of, um, I think last year we did a PIM sorbet for our nephew. Um, we've done, um, for Joe Malone, we actually did a lime, mandarin and basil ice cream one yeah. year to promote, um, I think it was the anniversary. Ooh, um, that sounds nice. We've sort of run competitions with Lek Refrigeration. It was their, their birthday. Um, and they they actually ran a competition for people to sort of put combinations together. Yeah. We did actually have to work quite hard to sort of work with them on that one because the you know some people came up with grass cuttings and oh my you know, goodness. Things, yes. you know really bizarre things you wouldn't put in. So for it actually to be palatable, we did yeah. have to sort of work it. Um, but we handed twenty thousand tubs out at the BBC Good Food Show for them. Wow! So it was you know it was it was an interesting thing yeah, to do and good bespoke is. We're quite lucky in that we are very much an artisan company. We make by hand. We don't have machines. So the batches are actually only four litres, four yeah. or five litres batches. Um, so unlike, you know, sort of um, mass-produced ice cream where you have the, the batch processing machines, you have to clean down the lines between each flavour, um, we can actually make all our 30 flavours in a day. Wow. Um, the only restriction really is the nut flavours are made at the end of the day or on yeah. the Friday. So... Um, for small bespoke batches, um, we can do sort of. Well, as four I say, bowls, you you spoke yeah. to me, and I think three mm. days later, I had, you know had it. So yeah. that was fantastic. Do yeah. you um find all the dietary requirements we were saying about nuts mm. being separate? Yeah. How's that gone? Because that's definitely much more um, um, talked about in the last yeah, five ten no, years. Definitely. I think you know sort of um vegetarian and, and veganism is obviously on on the rise. Yeah. Um, We've actually just won the Vegetarian Awards. Oh, have um, you? With our honeycomb ice cream, so that was amazing. Um, and we're doing the Allergen Free From Show um, this weekend. So, so what are you using? Are you using a vegan um, cream, or how are no, you making... The, the sorbets are vegan. Oh, so ooh, yeah. our sorbets are literally um, the fruit, fruit puree, can't speak yeah. today, um, water and sugar, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, some companies put eggs in, in sorbets um, to make it more sort of scoopable, but... Yeah. But we don't. So we, we try um, and just use very natural ingredients. So our ice cream is literally double cream, milk and sugar, and then fresh strawberries. If it's a strawberry ice cream, yeah. that's it. So there's no additives or emulsifiers, stabilizers, preservatives. Um, and so the, that's definitely, you know, the free from market um, is very much who we aim to sort of cover. Okay. Um, so it's all vegetarian ice, approved. Ice cream, um, can you do vegan ice cream? Um, we're looking Successfully, at it. Successfully, yes. We are looking at it. I think um, for us, it's um, a question of, I you know, sort of I know lots of companies that are doing sort of niche ice creams, yeah. um, say alcoholic ice creams mm. or... As you well, say, I was going to talk to you about savoury yeah. ice creams as well because they're quite big in Europe yeah. when you go on holiday. Yeah. But we'll come to that okay. in a second. <laughs> okay. But yes. Um, um, so we are looking... Yeah. Um, there is somebody I'm talking to at the moment about possibly doing a, a sort of vegan ice cream. I think, you know, sort of, I, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I think the sorbets are a vegan alternative, yes. but obviously they're not an ice cream as no. such. Um, but then they, it's not an ice cream no. because that wouldn't be, be an ice cream yeah. without no. the, the no. dairy. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's keeping yeah. the quality and the, the taste. Yeah. yeah. 
um, and not compromising no. on that. Yes, no. no, I understand that. It's it's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, yes, just talking, I was in Spain last year and um, I actually did a big blog about it, I think last summer, about savoury mm. ice cream, you know, uh, yeah. tomato sauce, yes. um, parmesan yeah. cheese, yeah. all these type yeah. of things, and they're served in yeah. uh, kind of more savoury biscuit cones yeah. and things like that. And obviously I, I checked out some of the uh, Michelin star restaurants mm. and some of them have them on their menu. Yes, yeah. I um, ordered a beautiful... Uh, salad down at the beach and it came with parmesan ice cream dressing mm. served right. on the ice cream and then it just melts on the okay. top which I thought was very clever yeah. obviously yeah. sitting on the beach in Spain it does yes. work very well yeah. uh, we don't always have the climate for that but um, have you ever looked at quirky um, well, we, or you're keeping we with label the label as well yes. so um, for Brindisa we actually used to do a manchego cheese oh, okay. oh interesting so it, it can work um I think you know sort of potentially it will become more prevalent but yeah. I think there is still I think it's quite interesting actually sort of you you see um you know mainly ice cream manufacturers or you know sort of things being promoted um and they get a lot of PR coverage um so like baked bean ice cream yeah. or tomato ketchup um the actual sales aren't exactly. you know so I think if we had our own parlours then potentially we could be looking at um, doing some sort of quirky flavours as a promotional gimmick to sell into retail slightly different yeah. so we wouldn't necessarily put those into production um, we might do them as a, a special edition um, bespoke flavour um, yeah. so I mean actually they had a brainstorming session last week um, everyone as a team and some of them are, you know, sort of Quite things keen like to yeah, have a look at that. maple yes. and bacon, sort of that sort of thing. Um, but it is, I think, with that sort of thing, as a manufacturer, you would look at it, um, you need to look at it from a financial mm. aspect. And I think if there were restaurants that wanted something like yeah. that, we can certainly do it. Yeah. Um, to put it into retail, I think we'd probably have very few sales. Yeah. There might be, you know, if we're at an event, um, doing it in small tubs, there might be a little bit of interest to sample. It's, it's the kind of taste yeah. and be yeah. a bit wacky yeah. yes yeah um, so, but yes like, you know predominantly we are we're probably 70 80 percent retail and, and 20 percent food service okay um, and that's really because we've always always sort of gone after retail and not really looked at food service they tend to come to us when the chefs have tried it elsewhere so it's probably an area we could focus on a bit more but i think there's a lot of competition in food service yeah um and i think you know bottom line as well is, is a big issue in food service um, yeah Especially at the moment, I think you know things are a bit quieter on the high street. Very much so. so. You know, they're looking at the their margins. So, so where is next? You're going. To, you've got your thirty um, flavors. Obviously, you're yeah. you're toying with a few different ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, any we're, big we're plans? Looking, um, at the moment, we're looking at export. Um, okay. So we've sort of been working. I've been working on export for a couple of years. Um, sadly, I started with Europe, um, and I think oh, in light of everything, yes. it's it's been very challenging. Yeah. Um, we do have a distributor, um, who is trying very hard. Um, he actually has a range of British products that he's trying very hard with. Yeah. He's finding it very very challenging yeah. over there because I think, you know, sadly they are looking inward. Yeah. Um, because it's easier yes. and it, and it's it's yeah. more you know it's it's the unknown um the uncertainty of it all so. I think, you know, once we know what's happening, we can sort of go after that a bit more. So we're at the moment, we're concentrating on the Far East. Um, oh, interesting. And okay. we have 
We have got a Malaysian distributor, but the permits are taking forever to come through. She's it's tried twice. So, so, okay. yeah. so um, maybe some trips yeah. out there. <laughs> well, we're doing a trade show in Singapore okay. um, next. Oh, this month. It's the first of July, isn't it? Um, so fifteenth is the the Singapore trade show. Um, it's actually speciality. Um, so it's the London based yep. speciality fine foods. Um, do an Asian show. One of the um, best shows I th- I think ever. Yes. I love speciality yes. fine foods. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're sort of, I mean, they, they do the two-year sort of um, special package, so I don't think we'll be going after this year because yeah. um, they get very expensive um, when you have to pay full price. So, but I think, you know, hopefully we can get some more traction this year as well. Well, so. very best of luck with that. Lovely. Well, um, I hope I've talked about everything. I think um, the PIM sorbet, I stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good good. yeah Yeah, no that sounds amazing Mm. thank you very much for your time and I'm going to write a little bit of a blog after our visit so I'm going to uh, let everybody know uh, how it all comes from here and um, the setup so very exciting thank you very much for uh, chatting Thank you again for listening to an Alive with Flavour podcast. You can find more details of my supper clubs and other food events, team building and workshops on www.alivewithflavour.com. Speak to you again soon. Bye.